everyone will be held accountable by God for the life that they have lived. But not everyone will receive the reward of eternal life. Everyone will be held accountable by God for the life that they lived on this earth. But not everyone will receive the reward of eternal life. Now, if you want to receive the reward of eternal life, then you are going to want to listen to what I'm going to offer you today. Because I'm going to offer you three privileges that we have that if we actually accept, we will be prepared, ready, vigilant, and walk in confidence in the midst of this world, knowing we shall receive the gift and reward of eternal life. Do you want to know what these three privileges are? Yes or no? Yes, yes or no? Yes. Amen. Okay, context. Salvation is a choice, but it wasn't always an option. Salvation is a choice, but it wasn't always an option. So God in his goodness, in his great love, created us for relationship. He created us in his image and his likeness. God who is free, God who is love, created us in the same love to be free, to choose to either love, to accept God, or to reject him. God in his love revealed to man that this is how relationship works, and yet man disobeyed. Sin enters into the world. The greatest consequence, the wages of sin, is death. When sin entered into the world, it ruptured relationship with God and man, giving an eternal consequence, damnation, hell forever. The only option. At this moment, there was no ability for salvation. There was only separation eternally, hell forever. That was man's complete consequence, unless... God did something. Because man does not have the ability in this moment to reconcile himself with God. Impossible. So God had to make a choice. Either God is going to leave man, he's going to leave us in our sin to experience the consequence separation forever, which would be just. It would be just of God to let us completely be separated in hell forever. Or... God could fix the problem that we created. And thanks be to God that he did, right? This is the whole point of Jesus. The Father, in his great love for us, sent his son Jesus. He suffered, he died, he took our place. Like, that should be us on the cross. That's what we deserve. And yet he took our place, he suffered in our place, and he reconciled us back to the Father, which means we now have an option. In Jesus, we have the option to be saved and to experience the reward of eternal life. Salvation is always a choice, but it wasn't always an option, my brothers and sisters. We did not have an option before Jesus Christ of experiencing life eternal. You know what our option was? Hell. That was it. Thanks be to God for Jesus Christ, which means we have privileges now. There are privileges that we have in the gift of Christian life because of what Jesus did. That's why I called them privileges, because we did not deserve it. What we deserved was hell, and God gave us his son Jesus. Three privileges that if we accept, 
my brothers and sisters, we shall walk in confidence to receive the reward of eternal life in Jesus Christ. First privilege that we have. We have the privilege to fight sin and stay close to God's mercy. We have the privilege to fight sin and stay close to God's mercy. Listen, if you want to follow Jesus, you have an enemy. Satan, he doesn't like you, and he's going to do everything you can to separate you from Jesus. We have enemies of not only our flesh, the world, but the devil. And we have to fight temptation. We have to resist the devil that he may then flee. And at times, we may fall. And you know what? Thanks be to Jesus Christ that we have the gift of his mercy in every single moment. If we fall, we need to get up immediately, quickly, and go to the gift of confession to receive his mercy. I mean, do you know that before Jesus Christ, this was not an option every single day of the week? You could not just, you know, look at your phone and figure out where there were confessions at to receive God's mercy. It didn't happen that way. In Jesus, we have the privilege in any single moment to be able to receive the gift of his mercy and the gift of his love to reconcile us back to the Father. And it's not just the reality of receiving God's mercy. Because here's the thing. For some reason, people think that the Christian life is just sinning, going to confession, sinning, going to confession. That is a lie. Jesus Christ suffered and died and rose to free you from your sin, not to have you go back to your sin. That makes no sense. When we experience the gift of forgiveness of sins through the sacrament of confession, we are given grace to get up and to sin no more. We need to cooperate. We need to fight. So many times we can live in habitual sin because a part of it is we're not actually fighting. We give in. Are we planning how we're going when we get to, when we receive forgiveness, how we're going to be able to abstain, to say no, to fight? There are many sins that we could fall into. Gossip, resentment, Judgment, drunkenness, addictions, so many things, lies, cursing, saying the name of Jesus in vain. When we receive God's freedom, we stay close to his mercy. When we get up, are we pro do we have a plan how we're not going to sin, right? You could find yourself that you gossip all the time, and you find yourself that you gossip around these particular people. Okay, well, you have an option. Either one, you cannot hang out with those people anymore, or two, you could tell the people that you're not going to talk about that stuff anymore. It's your option. The reality of maybe particular addictions from drug to alcohol Right, to even the reality of pornography in the midst of like sexual sin, right? These addictions that can plague us, right? Are, are you continually moving into temptation? Right? Are you going to that which actually does not allow you to remain pure or to allow you to abstain? Are you hanging out with particular people that are actually not allowing you or assisting you to live the life of Jesus Christ? Like, do you have a plan? Are you aware of those areas in your heart, those habits in your heart, where when you see God's forgiveness, then you can fall right back? What are you doing? Do you have a plan of what you're going to do to remove certain things from your life, certain things you're not going to look at, certain things you're not going to listen to, particular people that maybe you need to separate yourself from a little bit because you're not strong enough, and that's okay. We need to fight. We need to fight sin. We have the privilege. You have literally the spirit of God living inside of you. It is a spirit of power, love, and self-control. 
to fight sin and to stay close. Stay close. You fall, you get back up immediately, and then you keep fighting again. Second privilege we have. We have the privilege to strive, to strive to make Jesus the center of our lives. You do not live in a world that is conducive to assisting you to grow in holiness in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Not at all. The world actually wants the opposite. It will do everything it can to separate you from the Lord Jesus. You have to strive on a daily basis to make Jesus the center. When you go to work, in your home, when you go to the store, when you're out and about with your friends, you have to strive to make Jesus the center of your life. A lot of times we can have this idea of making Jesus a part, right? He's just a part of my life. He like lives in this box that I go hang out with him every once in a while, right? But he's not really actually, you know, the center of my life. That's not going to cut it, right? Like Jesus, we're called to have him as the center of our lives. And when I mean center, I mean also the very difficult and kind of maybe disgusting and gross things that you don't want to share with anybody, let alone Jesus. Your fears, your anxieties, your resentments, your angers, all of those maybe areas you want to hide. He wants to be the center of those too. That's what it means. That you share your thoughts, your feelings, those desires, those dreams, those hopes, those areas of hurt. You share, you invite the Lord in that he's the center of not only the beautiful and good things, but also the difficult things, those addictions, those areas of sin, those which need to be healed and touched by Jesus to invite him in. You need to strive. You may want to hide and you have to strive to not hide. You have the privilege, and this is what's crazy. The God of all the universe wants relationship with you. Like the God of all the universe wants to speak to you and he actually wants to hear your voice. He knows your name. The God of all the universe that created everything knows your name, knows how many hairs you have on your head. You are that important to him and we have a privilege to enter into prayer. Oh my goodness, the fact that we have an ability in Jesus Christ to actually have a relationship, to speak and to listen to the Lord himself. So many of you, maybe tomorrow, right? Tomorrow is Monday. You probably have work. You have certain things you're doing. You have a list of things. When you got to get up? When you got to arrive at work? I got to go to the store. I have this errand I have to run. Question, what time are, will you be praying with Jesus? You probably know when you're going to go to work tomorrow. But what time are you praying with Jesus tomorrow? During the week, when are you coming to spend adoration to be with him? When are you going to open up your word? Right? We have to strive. We have to strive to actually make Jesus the center. Right? To think, okay, when am I going to get up to him? When I'm getting up, when am I going to pray? When am I going to have this time with the Lord? When I'm at work, when I have a break, what am I going to do before maybe I enter into all these conversations? Maybe take a couple minutes and invite the Lord in, right? You have to strive. We have the privilege to strive to make Jesus the center of our lives. Third privilege. We have the privilege to go out and tell people about Jesus. If your kid is sick and you have a particular remedy, right? Let's say they need cough syrup and they don't like cough syrup. They don't want you sticking the spoon in their mouth. Are you still going to give it to them? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. Even if they don't like it, it doesn't matter. You know it's going to be good for them. 
So too, my brothers and sisters, do you actually believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life? That in him people have forgiveness of sins, the gift of life eternal, that he is the one that can satisfy and heal the broken heart of humanity? And yet people might not want Jesus. Who cares? They need him. It's, not about, it's about life and death. Just as much as you are willing to make your child suffer a little bit to have a little bit of spoonful of medicine that will cure them, so too we should have the ability to go out and tell people about Jesus regardless if they like it or not. It's not about me, it's about you knowing Jesus. Like, we literally have the Savior, the gift of life eternal. The consequence apart from Jesus is death. Never forget that. Never forget that. And that might be daunting to you. It might be daunting, this reality of having to share your faith to tell people about Jesus. Okay, fine. Start at home. Parents, parents, you have a responsibility to raise your children up in the faith. At baptism, at the moment of baptism, the priest or the deacon goes to the parent and he says, ask him this question. Do you promise... To raise your child up in the faith, the commandments of Christ, and the gift of his holy Catholic church. And by God's goodness, they say, yes, we do. God will hold you accountable for that yes. Start there of teaching and raising your kids up in the faith. I know at times there also is this real tragic and difficult thing that happens where kids begin to leave the faith. They get older, they walk away from Jesus. And it can almost be this sense of, well, they're already adults, I can't really say much to them, they're only doing their own life. Listen, you never stop being a mom, you never stop being a dad. I totally have an understanding of what that must be like because I was that kid. Right? I was the kid that left Jesus at 18 years old, wanted nothing to do with him, and yet my mama, my mama all the time would call me and she would tell me about Jesus. She would tell me that I got to get back to him, that only in Jesus I will experience healing, that the Lord loves me. I did not like it. I hung up the phone all the time. Not right. Totally bad. And yet she still talked to me. She still told me about Jesus. She prayed for me on her knees with tears every single day. And yet one day after six years of all of this, I called her and said, I want to go back to church. Will you meet me there? the start of my vocation to become a priest of Jesus Christ, right? Don't stop. I didn't want to hear it. Didn't matter. My mom was like, I know that you need Jesus right now, and I'm going to tell you about him. Even if you don't like it and you hang up the phone on me. Don't stop telling your family, your friends, you have the privilege to share Christ with those around you. My brothers and sisters, this is the privilege that we have in Jesus Christ. We have the privilege to fight sin, to stay close to God's mercy, to strive to make him the center of our lives. We have the privilege of being able to go out and tell people about Jesus. I, I encourage you, I challenge you to this adventure of the Christian life. I challenge you because I first knelt on the ground one day at my ordination before the bishop and God himself, and I promised the bishop and God himself that I would proclaim and I would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that I would completely give of myself and exhaust myself for him and his people that they may know the goodness of the Father and the truth to which he's called to in Jesus Christ, which is why I'm here challenging and offering you the beautiful gift and adventure which is the Christian life. 
As you will be held accountable, so will I. One day I will be before God and he will hold me accountable for the ways in which I loved his people, the queen of peace, or the ways in which I didn't. And so I challenge you, my brothers and sisters, listen, to accept. Do we accept? Do you accept these privileges? Not tomorrow. Not a week from now. Right now. You do not have tomorrow. You don't know. I could die tomorrow. You could die a week from now. We are not promised tomorrow, but we're promised right now. Do you accept, do we accept these beautiful privileges that we have in Jesus Christ? This gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life was not always an option for us, but in Jesus Christ it now is. And if we choose to begin to accept the gift and the adventure, which is the Christian life with Christ, to begin to move and accept those privileges, to fully fight, to fight sin with the power of God, to stay close to God's mercy and the gift of confession, the privilege of striving to make Christ the center of our lives, and the beautiful privilege of going out and telling people about Jesus. If you accept this every day of your lives, you will move in greater faith. You will be prepared. You will be vigilant. And you will walk in confidence that whenever that day comes, whether you die or Christ comes back before that, you will be absolutely ready to receive the gift and the reward of Jesus Christ and the gift of eternal life. That's what it's all about, my brothers and sisters. Do you accept the privileges that God offers you in his son Jesus to fight, to strive, and to go out? Because the one that says yes now accepts the gift, the adventure of Christ Jesus. They are the ones that will always walk in that confidence. Everyone will be held accountable, brothers and sisters, by God in this life, by what they did, what they didn't do. You can't get around that. And not everyone will receive the reward of eternal life. But those, my brothers and sisters, who accept, who go for it, who go all in, who accept the gift of the Christian life, these privileges that I've offered you today, the privilege to fully fight sin, to stay close to God's mercy, to strive to make Jesus the center of your life, and to go out and tell people about Jesus. In that, my brothers and sisters, you will walk in the sure faith and hope of the reward of eternal life in and through Jesus Christ. Amen.